Want to make your own podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. Here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like I have an outlet for the creativity and ideas I want to share with the world. I recommend you give it a try. We all have a voice, so share it with the world. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. on the Disney thing and it, and, it, and it, they make light of this innocent interaction between the devil and a, and a human but it's took place in Genesis 6 it's been messed with the DNA the enemy has been messing with that stuff you know from time time began and to present day so and what is it and Jesus said as it was in the days of Noah so it shall be before his return I mean, what does that say for the day we're living in? Days are short, in my opinion. Welcome to the Days of Noah podcast, where we talk all things biblical, supernatural, and strange. This week, we're going to introduce a review of a video by William Schneblin. And if you're not familiar with him, check out his YouTube channel. We'll make sure to put a link to that in the description of the show. But Bill has an incredible testimony of just a life of going through so many different religions some quite dark, even Satanism, before he came to Christ and discovered the truth. And we're not going to dive deep into his testimony just yet on this show, but we are going to review a recent video that he posted about a satanic-themed Disney show. It touches on just how normalizing they're trying to make the same types of acts that were done in Genesis 6, angels mating with human women. And this same thing continues to this day. And this show that Disney has created is no exception. It talks about the very same themes continuing on. And this, once again, ties into the same exact things 
that happened in Genesis 6. And that's why we call the show The Days of Noah, because these things are resurging. These things are coming back. A little bit of a follow-up from last week, in a way. Um, I just posted, as we're recording now, I just posted, uh, uh, edited and posted last week's um, topic, which was on Fiona Barnett's story, pretty heavy-duty stuff. And this one's kind of heavy, too. Um, and so maybe we'll do something a little lighter next week, hopefully. But anyway, so this time we are going to review uh, a video that uh, Bill Schneblin, or William Schneblin, I don't know what he goes by, but um, I've, I came across him years ago. I don't know how I found it, but I found a video of him, old video from like the 80s or 90s on this show called Prophecy Club. You guys ever heard of that? Yep, I'm familiar with that. Are you? Okay, cool. Um, I think they're still around. Are they? Yeah. It looks kind of cheesy when you look at the old ones, but they've had some really good guests over the years, and Bill was one of them, and he was talking about his life story, which I highly recommend checking out. I couldn't find that exact video, but I found he actually did like a nine-part series of his whole testimony. He sat down with really? this lady. That'd so, be interesting. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to post a link to that with this episode. Because he kind of referenced it in, in, in this video that we're going to discuss, kind mm-hmm. of his history, that he came from the really heavy, dark occult um, practices. Yes. And, uh, yeah, his testimony would be really good to, to check out. Or even discuss. And yes, know. and I'm and I'm trying to get a hold of him. Still, I'm. I don't know what plaf- platform he uh, keeps in touch with on like social media or whatever. Looks like he does not keep in contact on Facebook or Messenger, but he does have a website with One Accord Ministries. So um, I reached out to him there. But yeah, today we're going to talk about one of his more recent. Uh, video posts on YouTube about Disney. And um, this one has to do with a pretty satanic-themed show that Disney is coming out with or came out with recently. And it's right up our alley. <laughs> because, and I, I was almost cheering when, I, when like, five, ten minutes in, Bill brings up Genesis 6. I'm like, right on, because that's exactly what it all ties into. So, without getting too much ahead of myself, so one of the things Bill starts out with is, you know, just children being under attack, and he um, quotes um, Jesus talking about, you know, if you would cause one of these little ones to stumble, or if you were to offend one of these little ones... It'd be better if you were, you know, thrown into the ocean with a stone around your neck or you never would be born. And um, so, and that's and that's one of the things that is a theme to his video is, you know, protecting the in- innocence of children and um, and how this company, Disney, used to be like this, you know, innocent, family-friendly kind of organization that you could trust you could sit your kid down and they 
could watch a Disney film and you'd feel okay about it for the most part, even though Bill references, you know, some things even from the early days that were not so good. Um, but again, this isn't going to be like a deep dive on Disney today by any means. Um, that could, we could spend a lot of time on that, but, uh, why don't I just kind of open it up? What are your guys' initial thoughts of you kind of what you pulled from what Bill was talking about? So it, it kind of made me think of the, the werewolf, um, vampire series that came out some years ago that were popular among the, the teenage um, oh, the Twilight. You guys remember movies. the name of that? Yeah, the Twilight. Twilight. Mm-hmm. So it, it it glamorized the occult, and you can put that in the same category as uh, Harry Potter. Yep. So it gl- gl- glamorizes the occult. It 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 entices the youth to to think it's maybe cool or interesting or wow, I wish I had that power or whatever. Um, but it so it's 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 a subtle way that the enemy's planting seeds, honestly, because we know Disney is targeting youth. We know that a lot of people watch their platform and he said he hasn't seen it. This I, I looked up again when his video was posted. It was literally eight days ago. And then at the time of his video, he said, only people in the industry have seen this. He's like, I haven't seen it. I just heard it's coming out. Okay. So he said that uh, Satan was in the show um, portrayed as, you know, this handsome man. And if you think of the Twilight series, you know, you got two young men and there's a romantic love story, you know, and, but, but they're not really humans. They're werewolves and, Vampires. So right. it's it's the mixing of the two where it's you might be enticed to watch it because it's a love story and it might even be a good love story. But yeah. <laughs> obviously the underlying truth, the foundation of what they are, you know, is not healthy. Yeah. And the Bible, what does the Bible say? That the, the devil can come as an angel of light, you know, very enticing, very appealing and that's what it seems like disney's trying to do i i'm really kind of surprised by the title um that disney would go to the length of of having and they're on a show sexual relations usually they stay pretty pg right um so maybe they're maybe they're targeting a different audience i don't know yeah, yeah. So, so just to give the premise, and you you touched on it, but so the idea is that this eighteen year old girl in this show um, has a one night stand with the devil and gets pregnant and gives birth to a child. And so, again, I mean, for a major company like that to have something themed in that direction, but again, nothing new under the sun. And that's what I I titled. Um, our episode from last week. Um, And it goes back to Genesis six, but you talked about kind of the making the uh, marketing and and everything of it enticing, especially to, to kids, you know, with the twilight movies. I don't know if can't remember. Do you remember guys, if that was Disney related at all? I don't know, but 
It's interesting you bring that up, Luke, because werewolves and vampires. So, and I, I think I've mentioned this. I'm sure I've mentioned this before on our recordings. But in part of Bill's story, when before he was a Christian, he had been a, uh, a Satanist for a time, and he had gotten, you know, high up through the ranks apparently. And when he reached a certain level, he was he he said that he was given a choice. If he wanted the ability to be a werewolf or be a vampire, um, basically be able to shapeshift, I guess. And he said he had witnessed uh, people becoming a werewolf before, and it was kind of painful to watch because of the contortion of their body and their bones and everything as they kind of metamorphosize. And so he said, oh, I think I'll pick vampire. That seems a little sexier. <laughs> And, um, again, this is his testimony. He said he lived on nothing but blood for an entire year. And if you just, I mean, you think of that and you go, yeah, right. But, okay, think of the things that we're talking about, okay? Occult powers, supernatural powers, really, the sky is the limit, right? I mean, whether you're on the good side, the dark side, like, it's up to God on the good side how he manifests and how he works in us. And then on the dark side, you know, they kind of just say, hey, well, whatever you want to, as deep as you want to go, we'll let you go. You know, they're they're happy to let uh, humanity kind of go, yeah, give me more, give me more. Um, but yeah, that's that ties in totally. Uh, he mentions briefly about Walt Disney being funded by the Black Mobility, which he, I guess, and he said this very quick, it was, it's like the Italian Illuminati, and they wanted him to make these films about fairy tales and things, and that uh, one of the ideas was to subtly remove Christian values and insert, you know, magic, witchcraft, New Age occult themes. Now, you guys uh, wouldn't know this from the documentary Fiona Barnett's documentary Candy Girl that we reviewed last time. But in her book, she talks about the mind control that she participated or was forced to undergo and that she observed others undergoing. And Disney movies and songs were used. And I think she even puts it this way, that they were made for those purposes to actually use those. So you guys recall the scene in um, The Winter Soldier um, in the uh, Marvel series? So you had, I think it was Captain America Winter Soldier. Do you guys remember that one? Yep. Okay. I know the title, but what, what scene are you referencing? So what was it? Bucky was was uh, Captain America's best friend back in the day when, you know, in their whatever it was, the the 30s or whatever, when he was a young adult. And then fast forward, Bucky was, like, mind-controlled. And you remember they had, like, those trigger words, mm -hmm. right? And he would they would say all these words, and once he got to the end of the pattern, then, then that, like, switched on a different part of his, his, uh, his dissociative mind. So it was Fiona talks I about... I really don't remember that. You remember That's that part? Oh, you got to watch Winter Soldier again. I... I yeah. It was the little red book that he read out of. 
Yeah, it had the codes. Right. So anyway, that just reminded me of what Fiona was talking about with that um, these Disney movies that are actually used for programming. She talks in her book, uh, Eyes Wide Open is the name of the book, about some of the... Um, what am I trying to say? Some of the symbology of uh, the the different colors that are used, the different scenes, like Alice in Wonderland, and just how all of these had different meanings um, that were used. Um, I don't want necessarily need to park there too long, but yeah. But and you're showing some parallel that the, the the programming that was taking place with her with her testimony, it's being shown in. And uh, in film and almost, I mean, you could almost look at Jason Bourne and those type of films as well. You know, there's this super soldier spy, you know, kind of kind of looks cool, you know, from a masculine point of view, you know, that you have these hidden abilities and stuff, you know. But even in the Bourne series, we see things surfacing and he. He wants to be free. He was tormented in his mind. There was a lot of trauma that he went through, and he trying to find the truth. Yep. Um, That's bringing it back to the subject of the 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 series. So I looked it up again. So it's named Pauline. Yeah. It's a new new German Disney Plus original, which um, I don't know if it's going to be released to the U.S. I we do have uh, in our family uh, the bundle that Verizon pays for. So I looked on Hulu, I looked on Disney Plus, and I I don't see it in the search engine that it's available. But like I said, um, the YouTube that we're referencing, he he said he he doesn't think it's out yet as of eight days ago. Maybe it's a but, German uh, market I, thing, I, and maybe it's a German market only. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Interesting, but I know one thing that Disney did, Disney Plus did do, and maybe it's because they've got some of these more rated R. You, you talked about the Marvel, the one of the newer, relatively new, the X Men series, um, okay. Wolverine. That was a lot of cussing, rated R, hmm. very very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not for kids. Yep. And if you notice on what Disney Plus did is, in order to access those, there, I don't, I don't remember I, that I chose this. You actually had to have a passcode, like the parents, like the so like Asher, my son, youngest, eleven years old. For those listening, you know he doesn't have access to those videos. But you put in the put in the passcode, and you get the full archive of. You know, okay. rated R all the way down to Bambi. So they know? have a modicum of, um, of uh, <laughs> responsibility <laughs> that they're actually yeah. separating. So, That's good. So I'm guessing that this film, this series, is not going to be targeting necessarily the, the kid market yeah. Um, yeah. that he was warning against. It definitely appears to be more in the Twilight vein. It's targeting teenagers adolescents so supposedly a love story uh, and there one there's a one night stand so i just wanted to give a little give a little more detail on what i on that show yeah thank you no that's good and um and who knows for for all we know it could be like a p 
PG 13 and up kind of thing. You know, I mean, if any of you right. guys have watched anything PG 13 the last 10, 20 years, you can have themes that are darker and more evil in that rating than a rated R film because they don't, they don't rate on a theme. They rate on, did it hit these letter of the law, you know, bullet points, how many F words, how many this and that, how much skin is being shown. So yeah, they can fly under the radar. Yeah. And have the worst, you know, kind of scenes or I'm sorry, the worst kind of themes imaginable, just horrible messaging if I can just briefly rant, do not see uh, the Spielberg life story, whatever, um, the Fablemans. Absolutely awful. Disgusting. It is a total bait and switch, okay? You watch the trailer and it's like, oh, wow, this family that, you know, one side of the family is creative and expressive and the other side is very rigid and practical and all this child wants to do is make movies and it just sounds very charming, very family movie, right? Well, the first half hour, whatever, so it's fine. And then there's just some stuff in there that is mocking God and just awful, awful. We shut it off, didn't even finish it. So anyway, that's my little rant on that one. Yeah, Um, I'm not even familiar with that one. But kind of what we were talking about, and even that can pass in a PG-13, and I brought it up to you guys uh, yesterday, is the movie Taken. So it's very dark um, subject matter of human trafficking, um, teenage girls, um, and the virgin in the film of the daughter of the main character she went for a premium price last at the auction you know to this underground elite uh uh, you know human trafficking trade um but that's a pg-13 movie um yeah and uh so there might not it, it had the violence but it wasn't the blood it had the, the theme in it or the very serious theme, which even we've been talking about it the last few weeks, sound of music that's coming out in a month. That's in that genre. Uh, of say that again. Based sound on of, a true story. Sound of freedom. Sound of freedom. There we go. Yeah. You said what, sound, you, you said it? sound, you said sound of music. I didn't say music. You did. Rewind it. Ah, uh, I'll cut it out. Music. No, you'll have to leave that in. <laughs> I'll leave it in. That's good stuff. I, I do like the sound of music. You do? I don't know. But, uh, I will. I won't see that. I won't see that. I won't see part Greece. Of our, that's part of our roots. We're I know, uh, I can't German and Austrian background. Okay. It's filmed in the Austrian Alps. All right. And it's going against the Nazis. Okay. All right. Maybe there's something there. I just plus it's a it's a nice it's a nice love story, not one that's marrying the devil or wow we're like a whole stand. we're like yeah, that's true you're, you're making some good points luke here i'm you might actually get me to watch a it's musical. a great movie you might get me to watch a musical yeah. i like i liked uh a, uh west side, west side story, story. Yes. come on there's some good musicals i liked there. west side story that was good uh man. fiddler on the roof yeah we saw the play if I was a rich man, don't make I me know. sing. One thing I couldn't do, I couldn't finish Chicago. <laughs> you I, know what popped into my head? You ever seen that Saturday Night Live? Where, don't make me beg. Don't make me sing. You're twisting my arm. Remember the female lead? 
What was that? You'll have to look it up. I'll have to look that up. I don't remember that one. All, all right. All right. I'll sing. All right. All, all right. right nobody all right. nobody at the party is wanting her to sing at all. <laughs> okay. I have to look that up. No, you're, you're making me think of Bill Murray doing his his little shtick. In the year 25, 25, if anyone is still alive... Or, or right. we really didn't want a sing on this. Oh show. man, but, we were going off the rails. But sound, but sound, but sound of freedom, freedom, sound yes. of freedom, not music, coming out next month. I believe it's going to be um, PG thirteen. It's definitely dealing with the darker um, human trafficking issue, you know. Um, but but it's a true story, totally a true story, and he. he uh, the people talking about it, including the lead Jim, um, is is put it in the category of taken. So, yeah. So there's some good ones out there. Yeah. It's just I know kind of sidebar dealing with ratings of movies and shows and stuff. And yeah, as a parent, you really just need to maybe almost watch the stuff before you sit down with the family. You do. You do. Um, Jen uh, likes to go to. Um gosh, what is the parent rating or whatever website? And it gives you the synopsis. It says, okay, it's got this many of this word. It's got this, you know, adult humor. You know, it gives you the whole breakdown. You can go, oh, okay, that's not a big deal. Right. Oh, okay, I can talk to my kid about that. And, man, when it came to, like, the Fablemans, I just saw that trailer and it looked like a family movie. So stay away from that one. Okay. On that genre, have you came across – um not Chandra, whatever the title is, on that subject. John Vid Ra. Angel. You ever heard of the company Vid Angel? Vid Angel. So you can, yeah, you where can it... pay for their you you can pay for their service filled movie that's and you can you can you can edit those out right through their service. And you can get the punchline, you can get the story, you can get the, the meat and potatoes of the the film without all the garbage. You know, I remember hearing a service like that. Block that stuff. Right. I remember hearing of a service like that before the internet was big and DVD players were just coming out and you had to buy this special DVD player that would do that for you. You could say, Oh, I don't want, you know, I don't want profanity of any kind or I don't mind profanity. I just don't want, it, they called it vain references to God. So if you don't want a movie to take God's name in vain, and I always thought that was really cool. So maybe I should look into VidAngel because there's a few movies that I wouldn't mind seeing again. Like this, this whole show is becoming about movies. Um, Romancing the Stone. You remember that? Remember Romancing the Stone from the eighties? Danny DeVito, uh, Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, right? Remember that, Luke? Yeah, of course. Um, great movie, but well, it's got like what stood a, out to you as being in in that movie. It's got like a hundred and fifty GDs in it. So I oh, won't. It? Yeah, oh. so I I won't watch it again. You know, and it's. I don't think I've ever even said this around my daughter, but she said it, and I'm like right on, and I give her a high five because I've said it a hundred times. I would rather watch a rated R with a hundred. F bombs than a PG 13 with a hundred GDs because that's what they put in PG 13s. 
because they can get away with it. Oh. Right? Because of the rating system. Anyway, wow, we're going on a whole rant about this. Um, Let me bring it back. Okay, you mentioned the Bourne identity. In Fiona Barnett's book, she talks about the Jason Project. This is a real thing, and that's what the Bourne identity is based on. So that whole thing you were talking about, Luke, with the training and the the Manchurian candidate, you know, mind control, super soldier. Super soldier. Yup. Yep. That's all real stuff. Okay. So getting back to reviewing Mr. Bill Schneblin and Disney here. So Bill talks about, he has a story, and maybe uh, Don, you haven't said, said much yet. Maybe you can mention a little bit about this. So Bill <laughs> talks about a movie he watched about leprechauns when he was a kid. And what was that movie? That was uh, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Okay. What do you remember about that? Oh, that's right. He, he, he said it was a Disney movie that that caught him off guard as a youth. Yeah. That gave him a lot of night, nightmares. What right? You, what, yes. You know what he said? Yeah. What do you remember about that, uh, Don? I, I remember a couple of uh, scenes from it, but when he mentioned the Banshee scene, I completely remember that like it was yesterday when I saw it. Wow. Um, for me personally, um, that scene did not bother me. Okay. Because by then I had seen The Exorcist. <laughs> and um, quite frankly, that movie could just disappear off the face of the planet and I think could be a better place for it. Uh, we'd be, we'd in a be better, better place. Off. Um, but I guess what I guess what he was getting at is the scene comes up so fast that a parent would not have any time to, you know, stop their child from seeing it. And then he mentioned that he had nightmares for quite some time. And um, I think he mentioned that that might have opened a door to the spirit of fear. Right. And what that reminded me of, Luke, was when, I don't know if you've heard this, this might have been on not Blurry Creatures, but maybe it was with uh, Rod on the Millennial Mustard Seed, but he was, uh, someone was interviewing Dr. Laura Sanger. And Laura was talking about, I think as a child, she lived in a dangerous part of a big city, and she just remembers being terrified. And it was years later when she was getting some deliverance ministry through, um, boy, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but... um, she she went and took a class by a class at uh, uh, a university, a Bible college, I think. It was called Power Encounter. Was the name of this, this class? Yeah. So th- yeah, that was her story dealing with her healing. She w- yeah she was ta- she was testifying on how she had a professor, and she she didn't really think about it, but he. Uh, shout out to the whole auditorium. Anybody need healing? You know. Yes. And uh, she, she, Charles she Craft. Got, she got prayed for. She got healed, and then she ended up was like was so inspired by this professor man of God. You know, it's like any classes he has, I'm going to sign up for. Yes. And that's the power right. encounter was the was the class that she signed up separate from. The first encounter. That's right. Okay, there you go. And so she said that spirit of fear, 
that had to be dealt with spiritually happened in those instances where she was terrified in this big city. And I, the first time I heard that, I remember thinking, wait a minute. She didn't, like, willingly open herself up, you know, like, I'm going to go play with a Ouija board or I'm going to go to a seance or something. And, okay, yeah, now you got a demon, right? Like, big surprise. You know, you shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that. Should have known better. Like, this wasn't her fault. Well, you know, I'm learning a little bit more about this. Like, that areas of pain and fear and trauma are ways that the enemy can have access even to a believer and it's not necessarily something that we opened ourselves up to um my wife and i just had a zoom call yesterday with a local deliverance um minister person in the area i saw a billboard on the way home from work the website is idinchrist.com i'll give a little plug right there to him his name is Derek Mason, and we had a hour-long kind of get-to-know-one-another, you know, see if we can, uh, you know, what next steps to take meeting with him yesterday. And he was talking about the three areas of doorways, and one of them was pain. And I just, it related to, you know, Bill's story with this movie. It related to Dr. Laura. So I think, yeah, I think there's a, a, a theme there of kind of corroborating that that can happen, right? Absolutely. I, and I, I thought we had, it was one of our conversations with um, Tim Bentz where he talked about the area of fear. If it wasn't with us, it was one of his other interviews okay. where he discusses how, how the spirit of fear is something that has to be fought off and the enemy definitely uses it to, ensnare or vex um children at a very young age and it it affects their relationship with with their heavenly father if they have this issue with fear so it it can be lifelong something that you're dealing with and the root cause of all that is the trauma and it doesn't it, it doesn't even have to be as dark as someone that's sexually ritually abused or something. Um, it could be something as simple as in a, in a, in a Disney film as we're talking about, you know, where the spirit of fear can, can creep in and it's a snare to you. It's, it's something that you got to uproot, you know? So it's just, it, it, it goes to show there's, there's so many things in this, in this world that we can, open ourselves up to whether we know it or not yeah and wow you know yeah boy do we need to get free and right stay free we we need the lord to to because a lot of times we don't know how to how to fight those things you know you know we could get counseling for something for years but if it is a spiritual issue um right the counseling is going to be relatively ineffective um, one of the things, uh, Bill mentioned in the video is, you know, accusation of pedophilia going on in these Disney parks in California and Florida. And he said that he, he and his ministry have even ministered to those victims. They've, they've talked to them and worked with them, um, which, you know, so he, so he was saying that the victim testimony that he's personally counseled have said they've experienced stuff through Disney or on Disney 
yeah, um, at the parks or what, something. Like this at, at the parks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, let's see. Yeah. So again, I was, I was very happy to hear, and I don't know if I'd heard Bill talk about this ever before. So that's why I was really happy to hear him tie it into Genesis six and the watcher angels coming down and saying, listen, there's nothing new under the sun. Like Satan's been doing this thousands of years ago, you know, messing with humanity, seducing, creating hybrid beings. So this whole theme of Disney with, you know, mating with Satan and having a baby, yeah, yeah, well, it's been going on. This isn't a new idea. So I was really happy to hear him say that because that's exactly right, and that's how we need to understand the Bible and the biblical history. And he even said it point blank. That's the main reason for the flood was what happened in Genesis 6. And again, that's like the linchpin to me of our podcast is that whole story. What was will be again. There's nothing new under the sun. And uh, as Solomon said, and so we want to understand the past, connect it to the present, and discern the future. Um, Okay, so... Demigods, he mentions, most pagan cultures have these. Again, the demigod is the the definition is a human mother and a celestial or semi-divine uh, father, right? So Hercules is a famous one, son of Zeus, I guess, right? Uh, very common theme. And in, if you guys ever heard of or seen the Disney movie, Moana, you have Maui, the demigod. And the absolutely appalling song, that like one of the theme songs in the movie, You're Welcome, is The Rock, right? Uh, Johnson is the character doing the voice, singing this song about how he did everything, how he created everything. He gave us the sky and grass and everything. He's taking credit for what God did. And he's saying, you don't have to thank me. You don't have to pray. You're welcome. I did it. And Don has a little story about that, if I can press him, that he told me about before we jumped on. Oh, about the school assignment? Yeah. You want to mention that one? Yeah, so I, I believe this was, uh, well, it came out of her English folder um, my daughter had her papers scattered all over the, uh, the the kitchen table when she was uh, cleaning out her backpack. I don't go through her things, um, but I saw this on the top. There was a picture that she had drawn of uh, kind of a monster-looking uh, humanoid figure with uh, what appeared to be spikes all over his head, mm-hmm. something like that. And the top of the page said create your own god goddess or monster Hmm. and to me that really kind of brought a very dark feeling over me so i continued to read the assignment through and it says uh, you know one of the questions is do you want your monster to carry um, a wand a sword or a snake and so she picks snake and you know her uh her god that she created was uh, a god who carried a fire stick and destroyed and was a destroyer. Hmm. Uh, the next part of the assignment was um, the, create your own creation myth, hmm. 
which to me um, opens the door to um, doubting God's creation, uh, the story that's given to us in the Word of God, and maybe thinking that it's a myth. Because if you, if I think if you overload kids with you know a hundred different myths of creation, gods might fall into the background as they are you know growing and learning and and things like that. And the assignment was saying, okay, you, so you draw this one, and now write a story about this one that actually took credit for it. Correct. And then so her her God uh, created this, uh, created the world, and then destroyed it immediately with the fire stick. And then after that, um, I believe, created another world and then created gods, um, a god of peace, and then a different god. I don't remember specifically what it was. And uh, then, you know, hence the, the battle between, you know, the good and the evil, I guess, mm-hmm. something like that. But um, it was very, uh, um, I'm, I'm looking for a word. It was <laughs> appalling, it, shocking. It was, it was more shocking than anything. Yeah. yeah. And um, I could just feel this just kind of dread come over me. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to confront this. Yeah. And so I'm trying to kind of get my head around it first and then Figure because out what to do. Exactly, because I don't want my my thought is is that my daughter was looking at this assignment as something just kind of fun and no big deal and now it's over. Right. And you know, I don't want to be, you know, like we were talking about earlier, I don't want to be the the fuddy-duddy, you know, who looks like he's insane, you know, by uh, you know, singling out this assignment, but at the same time, I have to make sure that I'm protecting my children from that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, on the one hand, you go, oh, it's just a creative assignment. But on the other hand, it's like, this is a very serious theme. And it's also, again, it's not new. This is a theme from the beginning. I mean, all the, um, what, Babylonian, Ugaritic, uh, Sumerian, I mean, you know, Guys like the late Michael Heiser or, or or Gary Wayne could could tell it much better, but all of these different creation stories, you know, having demigods as as the the heroes taking credit for it, even the whole you know Luciferian worship, Freemasonry, you know, he's the good god, right? The Bible, the biblical god is the evil god, so everything's flipped around. Um, yeah, so to see that in your own school, your own kids' school is like, wow. But yeah, maybe that's why, you know, why we're seeing that is because things like Disney are pushing these themes. So why wouldn't a teacher either come up with that idea on their own or have it in a textbook as a creative assignment? Um, and Bill says... You know, we're definitely in the last days. We're seeing these things play out. We're seeing the same things occur. And Luke, I thought this was really interesting how you mentioned on our recording last week about some testimony you heard about like higher ups in, you know, government or politics or or whatever, the power centers of the world as being actual hybrids that walk among us among us and and bill mentions that he says you know he says if i were a betting man i would 
I would put money on it that the people we see on TV and politics and Hollywood, entertainment, that sort of thing, economic leaders, um, are are Nephilim related, or if not exact, or uh, if not actually uh, hybrid beings. Right, right. So yeah, he he does touch on it in that um, video where he's talks about Genesis six and the hybrids that were created and you, he didn't touch on it, but it goes back to really in my mind, uh, a recent origin would be Nazi Germany and the Ubermensch's and the, 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 the the DNA manipulation that they were, they were working on. So the enemy um, has definitely been, been busy. Um, sowing the the tares in the midst with the wheat and as the late uh, Russ Dizdar would say we're we're at the point where fifth generation um of hybrids of of well not just the hybrids but those that have been victimized through this process and um I'm reminded also of uh I think he's his name is Dr. Uh, David Jacobs um yeah he's a PhD who did the research on the UFO phenomenon. Um, so his first book that he came out with is called Walking Among Us. Mm-hmm. And it was testified, you know, that the offspring of this manipulation, this genetic manipulation, were growing up. And they could pass. Like, they might, maybe the first generations couldn't. Yeah. pass for humans but the current generations could wasn't there something you know? to do with the black-eyed children as kind of getting closer to passing for fully human didn't la marzuli talk about that or do you know anything about that it one? might have been it might it might have been a, just a theory okay uh, i don't know that i i can't remember that exact statement but that might have been a theory of of why you were seeing some some humanoid looking creatures, black eyed children, whatever, yeah, that didn't that didn't pass the the the, the glance test. They would stand out. You know what I'm saying? And I remember I'd have to dig because I got so many different resources uh, kind of on this subject. There was actually some pictures that somebody had shared. This was a several survivors that were sharing photos of what these hybrids look like. And they were, they were perfect. They were blameless. They were the, the best looking man and the best, most gorgeous woman and different complexions from light to dark and, and they're in between. And, but yet they weren't fully human. So, um, I'm in the process of going through David Jacobs' second book called The Threat. And um, so it, I know this is kind of a rabbit trail dealing with the UFO stuff, but it's almost like two different s- tactics the enemy's using. There's the sexual ritualistic abuse and, you know, the whole, it seems to me, exactly Genesis 6 type stuff. Um, taking place, but then what is this UFO stuff going on? 
and them taking eggs and taking sperm and and yep doing it's almost like science Science yeah, fiction. science experiments. Yeah, yeah, and, and then and then reabducting, and three months later, and saying, "Look at these; these are your children." You know, yeah, it's some of and, the And uh, I think we might have talked about it once before. There's a great interview, L.A. Mazzulli and Tim Aberino. It's on YouTube. Um, I think it's on Tim Aberino's um, platform where they're going through the Pentagon report. So this is the government's report on UFOs. And one, and it's in their document that it is discussed that they're they're admitting there was pregnancies, and they're admitting the ch- the pregnancies are, are done or yeah. the 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 childs are gone. So it's like they don't they don't de- go any further into it. Okay, but for anyone that's paying attention, it's like where'd the child go? Right. I think you've mentioned you know? that before. Maybe that's a good. Um fodder for 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 next week's show uh we can we can check out that's on youtube you said we can check that out and discuss that one huh yeah yeah it's the two of them discussing the pentagon report it's about 45 minutes long okay but uh, i i i know that uh i'm forgetting his name the whole youtube that we're video that we're discussing today oh, william, william is his name william or bill schneblin yeah yeah so yeah, he definitely go, he starts on the Disney thing, and it and it, and it makes light or they make light of this innocent interaction between the devil and a, mm-hmm. and a human, but it took place in Genesis six. It's been messed with the DNA. The enemy has been messing with that stuff through he, you know, from time time began yeah. and to present day. Right. So, and what is it? And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be before his return. So, I mean, what does that say for the day we're living in? Yeah. You know, well, that's, days are short, in my opinion. Not, not that it's the most original, but that's because there's a lot of people, if you Google it, the title of our show, there's a lot of things that'll come up besides our podcast that people have done projects or called it similar things. But that's why we called it that, because we want to be watchmen to, you know, what has been, what will will be. So just kind of wrapping up on on reviewing this video from Bill Schneblin, um, he mentioned that on 6 6 of 1966, um, he people informed him, people he trusts informed him that Satan tried to give birth to the Antichrist. So there was a you know. And I've heard of this too, where you know they'll ati- they'll time things around the world, and they'll have uh, ritual sex in order to conceive at the same time as other things are going on around the world. Other ceremonies are are going on in 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 SRA. Um, so apparently, they tried to tried to do that in '66, and he said. I guess Christians found out about it and prayed against it and stopped it. And he said they tried it again in the year 2000. So that gives me a little hope, not that we can necessarily, you know, prove the book of Revelation false somehow, like things are going to happen, right? But we need to be praying. And, um, yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe it doesn't have to get as bad as one might think. Or maybe we can delay things and give, you know, more people, um, 
a reason to turn back to God or a reason to to see what's really going on around them, right? To wake up to what's really going on. So I like how Bill um, wraps it up with prayer. And I thought that we could do that too. You know, as we're talking about some of this heavy-duty stuff on a lot of these shows, let's, let's have an action step, you know? Um, so if you are, you know, someone who is calls yourself a child of God, a follower of Christ, um, I just invite you guys to pray with us. So we're going to kind of go through a little bit of um, the list that Bill puts in the in the video. Um, so just join us in praying because there are battles that happen in the heavenlies in places we can't see when we pray. And we kind of think, oh yeah, you know, say your prayers before bedtime or before a meal and it, becomes very rote and, and, and methodical, but in faith there's power in that. So let's pray. Dear God, we ask that you would come against in power the anti-Messiah, anti-Christ spirit in the world, the spirit of confusion, a perverse spirit that's going out through companies like Disney, a spirit of witchcraft, of whoredoms, and of legion. And also of confusion, and we see that with, you know, again, the whole trans issue. Um, I think it's Jonathan, if I can, sorry, I'm still praying, but I'm sidebarring. Jonathan Kahn's book, Return of the Gods, talks about this ancient thing that was going on uh, with, you know, an androgynous being or or just kind of confusing the sex of male versus female. So this whole thing is a spiritual issue. So God, we come to you and ask for you to work, especially in our country, in the United States, but around the world, to push back the agenda of the enemy, to close down doorways where the enemy has had access, to be able to... Um, shine the light in the darkness. And as we said last week, Lord, the the darkness can only survive as long as the light isn't there. And so we want to shine the light um, where you need it to shine and pray that you would uh, do battle in the heavenlies, in the places of the power centers of the world and in the spirit realm to... Um, to take back territory and wake up your children to the things that are going on, to understand their Bible, to understand Genesis 6 and how it all ties in. Uh, we pray protection for our children and our families that we would be faithful in what we're supposed to do. And uh, if there's anything, Don or Luke, you guys want to add to that prayer before I wrap up, why don't you guys jump in? I just say amen honestly amen all right all right well great guys this was this was great good discussion and um yeah we had a little fun talking hollywood there but <laughs> but yeah we got to be uh wise as serpent and serpents and innocent as doves and and keep fighting the fight so You've been listening to the Days of Noah podcast. Thanks again for tuning in this week. 
If you've enjoyed this show, please remember to like, share, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Tell your family and friends about our work. We appreciate anything you can do to help spread the word about the Days of Noah podcast and help grow the channel. Remember also to leave a five-star review or even just click five stars. That helps to get the show out to more people. And as always, tune in next week. Take care and God bless. Mm -hmm.